for for all things ATL. For everything Falcons. First to the end zone, touchdown! This is Peachtree Football. Now, your host, Dylan Matthews and Bo Morgan. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy, Dylan Matthews, alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Bo Morgan, and we are Peace Tree Football. Make sure you guys like this podcast, download the podcast, subscribe to Peace Tree Football wherever you get your podcast as well. And it is a Friday, so we are ready to break down Falcons versus Steelers. We've talked about it all week long. This is a big game, and really, we've been calling it a must-win game because that's what it is before we truly get started on this Friday edition of Peace Street Football. Make sure you guys follow us on our personal social media pages as well. I'm at underscore Dylan Matthews, and one, Bo Morgan, a.k.a. Squidbilly, is at Squidbilly. Nine two nine. Speaking of Squid, Bill, let's talk to Squid. Bo, what's going on, brother man? How you doing on this uh, Friday morning? Oh man, just uh, you know, just chilling in my basement. Literally, it's uh, <laughs> my my office, I should say. It's like forty. It's forty five degrees, I guess, outside. It was thirty something this morning, but it gets a little bit chillier down here. Yeah. Um, you know, product of being in the basement. It's right. built. It's obviously built in, but it, it's yeah. It's, Still, uh, it's cold. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit colder down here, and I would run my little, my little space heater I got, but the you know I, I don't know, that thing just gets too hot and then messes with the power sometimes. So I don't even want to mess with that. I'm good though, man. I've already uh, you no know, normal Friday for me. Got up, got my workout in, got my you know Duke's and Bell prep. We're ready to go. I don't know why I'm telling you all this. But we're good to go, man. <laughs> simple, no, okay. Simple, I mean, I'm hey. good. Would work, I think. No, that, that's awesome. Squid Billy's always, you know, he's one of the hardest working men in show business. So he got everything reared up, ready to go. He's ready to give you a great addition to Dukes and Bell. And we're ready to give you a great addition of Peace Street Football. And Bo, to start things off, we hadn't had a chance to react to this yet because it happened after we posted our podcast on Wednesday. But it is official. What we feared has happened. Kyle Pitts is out for the rest of the season. He had MCL surgery to repair the slight. It wasn't fully torn, but, you know, his slightly torn MCL after uh, an MCL sprain. And, of course, the sprain means, you know, slightly torn. So there you go for all you people who didn't know that. You know, when you sprain a ligament like that, it does mean it is slightly torn. So um, he had surgery to repair. He posted it and he put day one on his uh on his Instagram story, I believe it was. And then the Falcons shortly after did reveal that he is going to miss the remainder of the season. Big loss, obviously, for the Atlanta Falcons. Your fourth overall pick from a year ago is now gone for the year. One of your main pass catchers is gone for the year. And, you know, guys are now going to have to step up. Drake London going to have to step up. Alameda Zacchaeus, who has been really reliable for the Atlanta Falcons all season long, he's going to have to continue to be what he has been all season long and be one of your main guys and come up with uh, clutch receptions and some clutch yak, hopefully. And, you know, Michael Pruitt, who we saw catch a touchdown against the Washington Commanders, he's going to have to continue to step up. Parker Hesse. So, you know, again, it's next man up, but 
is a huge loss, obviously, for the Atlanta Falcons because, again, there's nobody really like Kyle Pitts out there, especially not on this Atlanta Falcons roster besides Kyle Pitts. Yeah, no, I mean, he's he they call him a unicorn for a reason. I mean, I yeah. think Atlanta fans like to see more of the unicorn, but they call right. him a unicorn for a reason. It's a, it's a tough loss. It's not one that, you know, to be taken lightly, especially in a stretch run where, you know, you could use a playmaker with a chance to to play for the division. But look, it's kind of what we what we thought when we saw um, Eddie Jackson hit him where he, where mm-hmm. he did and when he did. And it was kind of, you know, worst case scenario, but this is what it is. And look, you kind of hope a lot, a lot of, what's funny to me is there's a lot of people that are, that are, that are talking about how devastating this injury is. And they also want Desmond Ritter to start, which would be about the same thing, (laughs) you know? Right. So it's, it's, so for, so for those people there, if they're devastated, I'm not sure why, other than maybe their fantasy team. This is one that right. look, you just you just start now. You can look ahead, look ahead to to uh, next year for him getting healthy and maybe having a better team around us as a whole, and and maybe set up to be a better environment for him. But look, obviously, I'm a Kyle Pitts guy. Watched him in college, and I'm clearly following his pro career very closely. Obviously, um, right. So. So I hope the best for him. He can get back on rehab and be ready. Hopefully he'll be back, uh, you know, by by many camps and, you know, kind of and everything and ready to go and then be a full go in training camp. And I'm sure that they'll they'll take this carefully and and make sure that that they don't do anything to uh, hamper his rehab. So, look, just get well, Kyle Pitts. We, we right. love you, obviously, and we can't wait to have you back full strength and and and, uh, and, and, and you know moving forward next year in 2023 but that being said you know we do have guys that need to step up michael pruitt is already Mm -hmm. i mean i guess already you know you didn't get a lot of production last week you got four four catches from your tight ends last week for um about 34 yards but you did get a touchdown and michael pruitt did that he's he's filled in and and done it everything that's been asked of him Mm -hmm. um that i can tell and uh and you know, and basically, it's block and, and catch passes when needed. And he did, he did, he did a great job running a little hide, little hide and seek route, whatever you want to call it, that they did last week. And Marcus hits him on the throwback, and um, and it, and it worked out. But you, you know, but you didn't win the game. So hopefully, Michael Pruitt can can play a role in winning this week. And that's all that matters. All this other stuff is just, you know, we're just talking and having fun and and speculation. The, the number one goal for this team still is to win. You win, right. you get to six and seven. Now you roll into the bye week with a real legitimate shot in your last four games at a division title and a playoff spot and a home playoff game at that. Most definitely because, you know, that's the perk of winning the division. And the division is obviously very, very much in reach for the Atlanta Falcons. One more thing to kind of close the book on the Kyle Pitts injury. I do want to say this for anybody that, had in their minds that, oh, like, this isn't a big deal because, you know, we weren't getting that much production out of Kyle Pitts anyway. It's not the point. The point is, is again, and we talked about this before, it's like when we had Julio out there. And Julio, you know, even though he was a little banged up sometimes, he would still go out there and play. It, it's just the fact of having a guy like that on the field, having that threat on the field, it's just different because the defense has to respect a guy like Kyle Pitts, he has to, they have to respect what he can do and what he, what potentially could happen if you leave him open or let him catch a ball. 
Um, so it, it's just that that the the Atlanta Falcons are gonna miss for the remainder of the season. That is a big deal. You know, I understand that his numbers aren't where everybody wanted them to be, and you know they aren't where Kyle Pitts probably wanted them to be. But it's still the fact that you know you aren't gonna have that threat on the field anymore. Is, is that's why it's such a huge loss. But like you said, we're we're praying for Kyle Pitts, hoping he makes a full speedy recovery, and uh, hopefully we get to talk about him next year, making a whole lot of plays and catching a whole lot of touchdowns and helping this Atlanta Falcons team continue to grow and continue to win. So uh, we'll we'll hopefully we'll hopefully get a lot of a uh, good production from Kyle Pitts next year. But there are bigger fish to fry right now at this point in time, Bo Morgan, because like you said, we're in a division race, we're in a playoff race. And we are trying to get not only a playoff game, but a home playoff game at that. And that starts this Sunday, trying to take down the Pittsburgh Steelers at home in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. This is a huge, huge game. We've been calling it a must-win, Bo. And, well, let's let's go ahead and get into it, man. Let's go ahead and get into some matchups to watch because this is a Pittsburgh team that you said on Wednesday, you know, the offenses are like mere images of each other, um, but I I, mean, I want to start this week, and I'm actually going to go towards the Pittsburgh Steelers defense because there is a guy on the Pittsburgh Steelers that can completely wreck a football game, and he needs to be brought up because last year, this one guy had more sacks by himself than the entire Atlanta Falcons defensive unit. And that guy is T.J. Watt. Now, the thing about T.J. Watt, though, is this year coming off a pectoral injury, you know, he I I think he he, I don't know if he completely tore his pec, but it was close to it. He uh, got hurt in week one and he came back in week 10 when a lot of people thought he was going to miss the year. But he's been back since week 10, but he hasn't been quite the same T.J. Watt that we expect since returning from injury. He only has a half a sack. He has, mind you, he had a sack in six tackles in week one since returning. And he's been back since week 10. So he's played three games. He only has six tackles. He has seven assisted tackles. So combined, he has 13 13 total tackles, no tackles for loss. Like I said, only a half a sack, uh, three quarterback hits. And he does have actually an interception, so there you go. But the point is, he has not been the same T.J. Watt that we have come to know and fear. I'm not going to say love because I don't love when we're playing against T.J. Watt. But he hasn't been the same T.J. Watt that we have come to know and fear um, since returning from injury. And, you know, I got to think that obviously he's not 100% because, like I said, he basically tore his pec and he's still out there playing. Um, That just goes to show how tough he is and, you know, how still good of a football player he is. But... The point being, you don't want this week to be TJ Watts like I don't want to say coming out party because he's always a great player, but you don't want to get him. You don't want allow TJ Watt to get back on track this week against you. Don't be that team that allows TJ Watt to have a big game and get back on track um, because again he has struggled a little bit since uh, returning from injury. So for me, the matchup for me is going to be TJ Watt against. He's going to go be. The way he lines up, I think he's going to be going up against Caleb McGarry, if I'm not mistaken. So, T.J. Watt against Caleb McGarry. Caleb, there's going to be times you're going to have to block this man in pass protection. And I know pass protection, the whole offensive line is struggle. But 
That's going to be huge for us. We got to get TJ Watt blocked because by himself, he can wreck an entire game and reckoning. He could wreck our entire season, Bo Morgan. Yeah, he wasn't able to force a fumble last week. He did get he oh, yeah, did get yeah. a hit on the quarterback. Um, yeah, I think he's starting to kind of get back in the groove. But you look at the, yeah. you know, part of that in his few games back. Um, you know they they've they've played the Saints, the the Bengals, and the Colts, and um, and and you know they've they've given up some yards on the in the in the passing game. Yeah. Um, they gave four uh, up four hundred. Much like these teams, like I've I've talked about, um, you know they gave up. That they're they're very similar in, in, in a lot mm-hmm. of ways, except for this. This is a very good run defense. Yeah. Uh, and we're not, and that's actually, <laughs> it's actually my matchup. Um, okay. for this week is the Falcons, um, the Falcons rush defense versus their run offense, and and the reason that I want to talk about that is, you know, all the talk about the Falcons defense and. And I, I just did a, I did, a, I did a hit earlier uh, with, with um, the station in Pittsburgh with, with the, I think it's the fan up there, yep. and uh, they asked me how the Falcons defense has been able to hold teams the last few weeks to, um, you know, limit the, the, the points they've given up. You know, yep. like I say, hey, you guys have, you guys have held uh, teams lately, and in the, and you've only given up. The most, you know, your passing defense has really improved the last few weeks. And they said, "What, what's that? What's that a, a due to?" And I said, "Well, it's due to playing some in-app quarterbacks. I think you yeah. played Fields and, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 what's his name in um, in Carolina. Um, oh, um, uh, right, PJ Walker." Yeah, PJ Walker, and and then you play Tyler uh, Heineke, and Heineke's not a great, not, not a great, uh, you know, quarterback. He's very reckless at times with the ball, but the the problem is you've been gashed up front. Yeah. Uh, this Falcons team, the last five games, has given up 828 yards, which is Ooh. 165 a, a clip per game. But go to the last three games; mm-hmm. they've given up. 568 yards in the last three games. That's 189 yards a game. They are they have been gashed lately up front. And what teams are doing is they're they're kind of playing what we've done. Mm-hmm. When you do that, when you're able to run for clips like that, you control time of possession. Right. You shorten games. And teams have shortened games against the Falcons. And that that is that has hurt the Falcons. And this Pittsburgh offense, um, they have they are they're not a great running offense. They're only running for 114 yards a game. But the problem with that is they've really picked it up. Um their 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 last five games, they've ran for 730 yards. Mm. Their last three, they've ran for 491. So 163 mm. a game. So what I'm trying to tell you is is they're peaking on run offense with or without Najee Harris, who may or may not play, and right. we are clearly regressed in run defense, yep. which is a big deal. We've yeah. got to find a way to stop them because they're going to want to come in here and limit the throws. Kenny Pickett only threw the ball 28 times last week in a win. Uh, you know, Pickett's last five games, he's only thrown he's thrown 100 uh, for a completed 120 passes out of 182. He's 66 percent of basically. 
for a th- over a little over a thousand yards, but he's got two touchdowns and four interceptions. What does that tell you? It tells you they want to keep the ball out of his hands. Yep. They don't. They want to run the ball, kinda like the Falcons do. Look at Marcus's numbers. Marcus's last five games, there's he's seventy nine of one twenty six for eight seventy three with seven touchdowns. Neither one of these teams want to run the ball. Both these teams want to want. I mean, throw the ball. They want to run the ball. So which team can stop the run? That's the matchup for me. And it's our, but I want to put it on the onus on our rushing defense because I know we can run the ball. I know that yeah. they're the the sixth best rush uh, defense in in the league. But guess what? We played um, a top tier rush defense last week. If I'm not mistaken, Washington was six last week going in at 103 yards. You know why they're not six anymore? Because we ran it down their throat. Yep. We put up, we put up some numbers in the run game. Uh, mm-hmm. To a clip, but we ran for 165, which is above our average. So yep. we can run on them. Can we stop them from running on us? That's the key to me. That's the matchup. Uh, I know we're not doing keys. That's the matchup for me is our run defense is the rush offense because it's going to be a big deal. And it could be the difference in this game. And it could be the difference in you making the playoffs. So please, bow up up front. I ain't talking to Grady because Grady's getting doubled. You know, I'm talking to to my linebackers getting down here. I'm talking to Dalil Johnson and Abdul Anderson and Timmy Horn and Jalen Dodd. I need you guys to step up. We right. need you guys. Yeah, it, it's, it is going to be huge. I mean, I don't know. Again, I'm not sure quite what has happened. But in the beginning, we were a top 10 rush defense. In like the first couple of weeks, Bo Morgan, we were like a, a top 10. I think we were at one point, we were eighth in, in rush defense. I'm not sure what has happened um, to our well, rush defense. We're 21st now. I can tell yeah, you right. that much. That's a, that's huge. That's a huge regression from being top 10 to being 21st now. So I'm not sure what, you know, I'm not sure what's going to, what has been the issue, but whatever has happened, we need to figure we need to figure it out and we need to fix it. And we need to go back to where we were in the beginning of the season where we were pretty stout in the run defense and we weren't giving up a big chunk of, of, of rush yardage. So we're going to definitely have to figure that out. And um, I believe is, I can't quite remember ball. Help me out here for a second is Taquan Graham. He didn't get, he didn't get put on IR. Did he? Yeah, he, he did. He's on, he he's did. on. Okay. And we don't know the extent. Yeah. We don't know if it's season or four, four right. week, but he's out. He will not play. Uh, this is the second big. straight game he's missed. That's a big miss, too. Yeah. You know, a guy that um, that we need to step up, Dylon, and I call you Dylon because that's your nickname, and I, yeah. it's, your name is Dylan, and that, I don't want people to think it's disrespectful. <laughs> no, uh, that's, our, that's our joke. It's essentially like you calling me squid. Right. Um, but Adi Ogundeji played h- horrific last week. Yes, he, he did. did not set the edge very well in, in opportunities he had. And then he ran into the punter, which, look, I don't think it cost you the game, but it doubled down on the fact that you were going to lose the game. Right. Um, you, you, you sealed the deal of any kind of miracle happening with that situation. But mm-hmm. uh, we need Adi to step up. You know, um, he needs to play better this week. And I think it would help the run defense if he could step up. Uh, and and that's just the fact of that's 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 how it is. Like I'm not trying to call people out. I'm not trying to be a jerk. But do you want me to talk freely? I get labeled this homer because I love my team and I love the guys that play for it and I have their back. But also I'm going to be honest with situations. And Adi, we need you to step up, buddy. I know you're not watching Peachtree football. I mean, you probably should if you want to have fun. Um, but I, but I know you want to get away from 
from work and this is your job and you don't want to hear some rando never played pro football or college football or anything like that, like telling you, you know, that kind of stuff. But that, that's just the case. We just need that. That's what we need. So, uh, big, you know, big opportunity for this run defense. And, and Adi is a guy that could step up and really, um, really take back what was been a good season until recently. And I think another guy who could potentially have a big game because he could end up getting more opportunity and will honestly get more opportunity is the rookie, Arnold Evicati. And he's been really good this season. Um, well, if it, I don't know, you know, his, his hip, uh, yeah, I was going to say he, he's, he's coming in. He's a little banged up. He's got that forearm injury. We'll, we'll see today, which is kind of decision day, uh, whether or not he's going to play. He has been slowed down this week by, by injury. I'm not sure. And Bo, you can help me with this too. If uh, you probably know better than I do, his uh, practice statuses for the past couple of games has been, has he been in practice these, these past few days? Do you know? Um, uh, yeah, I'm actually, uh, I'm actually pulling it up right here. I have it. Um, he, he, I know he was limited. Um, you know, he, he didn't, he was limited on uh Wednesday and he was limited yesterday. Um, okay. and, and I think, you know, today, if he's limited, it doesn't mean that he's out. Right. It, it, it could basically be a situation where he, um, you know, he, he's a game time decision, but I, right. I would, I would like to think that that's, uh, you know, that's something that he, you know, having a week off—not off, but having a week of limited participation—he can, uh, he he would find a way to um to to get back in there because yeah. we need him. We most definitely need him because again, he has been very good in his rookie season, and he's a guy that you know um the, these past couple of weeks he's done a good job of setting the edge. He's done a good job of getting to the quarterback, which is what he really needs. I mean, if we're being honest, you know, maybe outside of Grady Jarrett, he's been our best pass rusher this this year. I mean, that's just kind of what it is. So, Arnold Ebicati playing or not playing is going to be a huge deal. So, again, pay attention to where uh, to whether or not Arnold Ebicati practices today or not. Like like Squid said, he should hopefully be limited. He's been limited these past couple of games, but that's going to be a big deal. And um, another big deal and another matchup. For me it is, and I and I kind of already talked about it, but I wanna I wanna kind of double down on a little bit more. And it's actually not gonna be a matchup. I'm gonna switch up matchups because I thought of a different one that's a little bit better. But anyway, um, I do want to double down on the fact that this offensive line is gonna have to pass protect as well. We've been talking about the defense gonna have to, uh, the run defense is gonna have to step up. This this offensive line and pass protection is gonna have to step up as well because. Everybody loves to, and we've talked about it before, everybody loves to bag on Marcus and, you know, say he's not this or not that. Well, the offensive line has one pass protect, and you talked about it all year, too. You know, we, we talk about Marcus, you know, maybe holding on to the ball too long or something like that. He's we, we've, we've told you guys time and time again that we're, we're, we're having to do max protection because of our lack of ability to pass protect with just our regular guys out there. So we're having to add in tight ends and everything to block and whatnot. So the passing, the, the, the pass protection is going to have to be better. And maybe with Elijah Wilkinson potentially coming back, he he's designated to return off of injury reserve. So maybe he could return um, this week. We'll see if he's ready or not, but that the, the offensive line is going to have to pass protect. So we're, we're going to have to see the trenches be, uh, uh, be better this week against the Pittsburgh Steelers for sure. Now, I got one final matchup for you, Bo Morgan, and I want to bring this up because we got a little bit of a homecoming for a couple of guys on the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
one is definitely going to see the field. I'm not sure how big, uh, how much the other one is going to see the field. Um, so, well, one is big George Pickens, who has been balling this year, especially in these these recent couple of weeks. Him and Kenny Pickett have really gotten a good rapport and a good relationship going. Um, don't let George Pickens uh, break this game open and don't let him uh, get some big plays over you or don't let him moss anybody out there. It'll be interesting to see who A.J. Terrell is on. And I tend to think he's going to be on George Pickens. Um, we also have Deontay Johnson out there, but I think he's going to end up being covered by a guy like, you know, maybe a maybe a Darren Hall or a D. Alford or somebody like that. And I think they're going to put George Pick, uh, A.J. Terrell on George Pickens. We'll see um, once the game starts, obviously. But don't let him wreck the game. Don't let him make any super big plays. Um, because, again, they don't want to throw the ball, but they will. And they will take their shots. They will go try to go deep to George Pickens. You know, there. So they will try it. And just make sure you you aren't giving them those quick hitters and those big, you know, momentum building type throws um, away. And, and especially not to George Pickens. So it's going to be a homecoming for him. He's going to be amped up. Don't let him get any more amped up than he's already going to be. And then on the defensive side, and this is just kind of a little side nugget, Demonte KZ, who was a fifth round pick by the Falcons a few years back. He's going to be returning as he's on the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, defense now. So Demonte KZ going to try and uh, come out there and maybe, you know, have himself a, a nice day against his uh, his former team. So Yeah, KZ. Yeah, uh, you know, KZ was a guy we, you know, we got to know here a little bit. And uh, good to see him back. Yeah, George Pickens. Uh, uh, Pickens is, you know, you look at Pickens' year compared to Drake London, and, and Pickens has made some highlight catches. I mean, yeah. he's, he's had some great moments, but he's only got 36 for 481. Right. Now, I know Pickens wasn't the eighth overall pick, even though most Georgia fans thought he should have been. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Probably, but uh, you know, Drake's Drake is similar with forty-one for for four thirty-eight, uh, with four touchdowns. So I think Pickens has made a lot of now. Neither guys had consistent, um, and you know, passes to them, and they're playing in limited passing offenses, uh, based on poor all line play by both teams as far as pass protection and some right. quarterback issues as well. But um, both guys are having decent rookie years. It was good right. to see. I'm glad to see George Pickens kind of really settling in in the NFL. A guy that had some, you know, some injuries and yeah. a couple of um knucklehead moments at Georgia, to right. say the least, with um getting suspended for part of a SEC championship game after fighting a Georgia Tech player, and he had a couple other issues for himself. But you know, it's good to see these guys back. But right, um. To go ahead and roll under our keys, Dylan. Yeah, let's do I'll it. tell you that my key is no empty possessions. Um, it's short Ooh, and sweet. It's simple. That they, they it, it it really costs you against. Um, yes, I see you. It, it really costs you against Washington, and um, you just it really cost you the game, honestly, because you had a couple three and outs in the second half that ended up being the difference because you could you were you know you kind of I don't know what happened there going away, but but um. That's the thing that you can't afford to have is empty possessions because if you have empty possessions, it's going to cost you another game. The way this team, way Pittsburgh has found out how they can run the ball and the way you've allowed teams to run the ball on you, you can't afford it. You can't afford to have the t them do what you've done to other teams, which is shorten the game by long possessions of running the football. You need to have you need to start it out that way, and you need to start the, start the first and second halves out 
with good long possessions that equal touchdowns. Yes, yeah, that is that is big time because too many times this year we have gotten a big stop or you know maybe gotten a turnover and you know we just haven't been able to, to do anything with it. So empty possessions we we simply cannot have those this week or you know maybe a limited a limited amount um but really no no need for empty possessions this week and real quick before i give you my key i do want to shout out lola who is uh, you know on our who has been on our screen so shout out to lola um lola is bo's dog and she's she, she, she can't she's help herself cute. she's got to be a part of <laughs> she's got to be a part of p street football yeah so she's the main star you know she's bigger than both of us but it's all good so shout out to lola one time but anywho Continuing uh, with Mikey, um, this is a this is a very important game, and for me, I think the the main thing is you 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 have to you have to go out there and you, you got to execute, and and with that, I think you really have to make sure you get off to. And this was one of your keys earlier, so hopefully, I'm not I'm I'm not trying to steal your thunder or anything, but I think it's going to be important to get out to a, a fast start. You're at home. You this is a must-win game. This is a game to really keep your playoff holes alive and you know stay in and you know stay step for step and stride for stride with Tampa Bay. You can't afford to play from behind. So I'm gonna adjust a little bit. Let's play with the lead. Be playing with the lead. Be playing from ahead for most of this game. You know, let Pittsburgh have to do all the catching up. Because, you know, too many times this season we've had to kind of play from play from behind and, and play catch up. Let's get the lead, get an early lead, and keep the lead, and make Pittsburgh have to play from behind. Make them have to throw the ball more than they want to. Let us be able to control possession. Let us be able to run the football. And like you said, we're, we're best when we're running the football and controlling time and possession and, you know, being able to do what we want with the clock and not having to work against the clock. Make the clock your friend. Work with the clock today. Don't work against the clock. So get out, start fast, get out to an early lead, and make Pittsburgh have to play from behind because I don't think this football, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, are going to be nearly as good in the run game, and the passing game. Anyway, their offense is not going to be as good when they have to play from behind. So you get out in front early, get out to an early lead, keep that lead, and make Pittsburgh have to play from behind in the uh, throughout the entirety of the football game that's a i think that's a big key for me well we got our keys yeah i guess it's time for your deciding factor dylan i believe it is and you know I, honestly this this game is going to come down to one thing for me and it's going to come down to you know the the running game you know both of these teams have been able to run the ball and you said you know it's about it's going to be about rush defenses i think for you know this game the the deciding factor is going to be decided on the ground and it's going to be which uh offense really establishes their run game more which offense is controlling the time of possession which offense is which offense is going to be able to do what they want and both of these teams want to do the same thing they're both probably not going to be able to do the same thing. You know, once one team maybe gets control of the ball game and takes the lead, and it maybe it could be a back-and-forth affair. We'll see. But if one of these teams gets out to a sizable lead, you know, that puts the, like I was just talking about, that's going to put the other team at a at a disadvantage. And hopefully we're the ones putting the Steelers at a disadvantage and not the other way around. But 
This is going to come down to, you know, who's going to be able to do what they want. Who's going to control the game? Who's going to control the trenches? Who's going to be able to run the football? And, you know, who's going to be able to play their game? Who's Which team is not going to be taken out of their game plan? Which team is not going to have to, you know, kind of work on the fly and be able to really stay true to what they want to do and stay true to their identity? Um, and I think whichever team that is, that's going to be the team that, that, that wins the football game. So for me, the deciding factor in a nutshell is, what team is going to be better running the ball? And, you know, what, like you said earlier, the run defense is obviously what what defense is going to be able to bow up and stop the run, but what team is going to be able to run the ball with success too? Because best believe both of these team, both of these defenses are probably going to have stack boxes. They're going to be playing run first. And, you know, whichever team can have more success against a stack box, which the Falcons have had success against stack boxes, you know, these past couple of weeks, we'll, we'll, we'll see. So, for me, you know, you talked about the importance of the run defense. I, I believe it's going to be important to see who's going to be able to run the ball because I believe these defenses are going to bow up a little bit. They're going to be playing run first. And, you know, both teams are still going to try and run it. And whichever team, whichever team is more successful, I think uh, they're going to they're going to have a good chance to win the football game, Bo. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's, it's absolutely uh, 100% the, the biggest thing in this game. Um, is who can run the football. It's yeah. it's why it was our matchup. It's why it's yeah. your deciding factor. It's why it's why the key for me is no empty possessions by the yeah. Falcons or or you know limit the empty possessions. You you just can't afford multiple empty possessions because if they are running the football, they're going to limit your 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 chances. And that's what that's why teams want to run the ball successfully. Yeah, you you shorten the game that way. And both these teams want to run the ball and shorten the game. And it's the, it's it's the key to the, these guys winning games, and, um, and and that's why too. That's why we've seen kind of you know you know it's still a passing league for sure. But you know slowly but surely, I think we're starting to see more teams get back to really being a run first team. I mean, you talk about these two teams; they're run first. When you think about the San Francisco 49ers, they're run first. The Baltimore Ravens, they're run first. I mean, it is starting to come back to being a run first league, you know, it's getting a little more balanced now, you know, there are, we still obviously have the Kansas city chiefs, the Buffalo, well, even the Buffalo bills, well, not the Buffalo bills, who am I kidding? Anywho, but you know, we you still have the, the chiefs, the chargers, the bills who are pass first teams who have, you know, really good quarterbacks, but we do see we, and we are seeing a change where there are a lot more teams that want to run the ball first and foremost. And that is the kind of the identity of their team. And that's these two teams um in the falcons and the steelers but we can go ahead and get into our score prediction squid billy because it is that time so what you got well what do you think the final score is going to be squid i got no clue pittsburgh's favored <laughs> by a point and a half i believe um i just this game is just going to be so crazy i i think like i don't know i i can't i can't pick a Kenny Pickett led team as a rookie to come in here and beat us. I'm tired of getting beat by rookie quarterbacks. I think the Falcons win 20 to 19. Mm. Um, I think it's a very similar game to last week, but this time you get it done. There you go. I, I, I agree with you. I, we've been very good at home four and two at home this season. We we've been successful at Mercedes Benz stadium. We've gotten our mojo back at Mercedes Benz stadium. And I think that continues. I, like you said, I don't think, we we allow a, a rookie quarterback to come in and beat us at home. So I'm gonna I'm feeling 
26 to 23 Falcons win. They're able to control the uh, control the clock. They get out to a good start. I, I'm predicting a fast start for the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, I think we get out to a 10-0 lead and we kind of don't look back after that. And, you know, the, the Pittsburgh will do their thing a little bit here and there. But I think ultimately we win the football game 26 to 23. And I think we kind of even the game's going to even though the game's close, I think we're going to be it's going to feel like we're in control for most of the football game. So my final score, 26-23. Bo has the Falcons winning 20 to 19. No matter what the score is, hopefully the Falcons just win. So we can keep talking about. You know, I mean, even if the Falcons do lose and this again, let us be clear, this is a pretty much a must win for the Falcons. But even if they do lose, if Tampa Bay loses, you're still right there in it. So, you know, it it isn't, you know, the, the Falcons won't be mathematically eliminated from the playoffs if they lose this game. That's not the case, but it does hurt your chances quite a bit if you lose this football game. So that's why we're calling it a must win. But hopefully we're talking about the Atlanta Falcons winning. Hopefully, we're talking about the Atlanta Falcons maybe even, you know, taking first place and being right there um, and in first place with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after all is said and done on Sunday. Well, we don't really know, actually, what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do until Monday because they're playing the New Orleans Saints on Monday Night Football this week. So there you go. There you have it for Peachtree Football. Make sure you guys like this podcast, download the podcast, subscribe to the podcast. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We are on the Odyssey app. Wherever you get your podcast, Peachtree Football is there. So we will see what happens. We will talk to you guys next um, Sunday night after the game because, you know, we're, we're hard workers. And, you know, even after working a, a long football game and a post-game show, we're going to come back on a Sunday since it is a home game. We're going to react to this for you because we just we love you guys so much and we appreciate you guys listening. We're going to. We're always going to give you our best, and that's coming back after a Sunday game and uh, and breaking down what happened. So we will talk to you guys next on Sunday. But until then, for Bo, Squid, Billy Morgan, I'm Dylan Matthews. Oh, 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 peace.